Help support our coverage with a free account on Privacy, the service that keeps your bank information private when shopping online. Take control of your subscriptions and other recurring payments, plus pause and close privacy cards at any time. And get $5 right now to try the service at collision.live slash privacy. Our first guest of the day is here. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Good. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself for me. Sure. Um, my name is Mark Jen. I'm the CTO and co-founder of Common Networks. Okay. All right. And what does Common Networks do? So at Common Networks, we're building 5G millimeter wave fixed wireless access. So basically, we're trying to use 5G wireless to fix broadband at home for consumers and for small businesses in suburbs. Okay. Uh, obviously, that's a a problem, Espe yeah. like especially <laughs> yeah. especially on the outskirts, right? Yeah. There's all kinds of of network connectivity issues, or in this building, but that's a whole different <laughs> issue. <laughs> Which they've taken responsibility for. Yes, I apparently. got that message this morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, when LTE first came out, we saw some companies try it, but LTE obviously wasn't. Yeah. Designed for that. Yeah. But 5G really is. Uh, yeah, exactly. So with 5G, um, we're operating in the millimeter wave space, which has a lot more bandwidth available. Enough where you can actually become competitive with a uh, cable modem or even fiber lines. And so that's the type of um, you know bandwidth uh, frequency that we use to deliver high-speed internet to homes and small businesses. Um, you know, I think at least in the United States and I think in many places around the world, uh, broadband rollout has really stalled over the last few years. And what's happened is um, people aren't getting that next generation internet speed that everybody has come to kind of expect. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, the operators themselves have been kind of gradually increasing their rates without really providing more service. And so mm -hmm. this has created uh, quite a bad experience for folks um, trying to get online. Yeah, I think a lot of the cool stuff that you mentioned that's happening at this show, thing that they all need is fast, reliable, affordable internet yep. to Definitely. allow people to actually use that stuff. And, you know, um, what we see for our customers is that um, when they switch on to us, we actually see their internet usage dramatically increase. So when they first sign up for our service, they usually use maybe 100 to 200 gigabytes of download per month. As we watch them use our service for the first few months, we see each home starting to pull down, uh, on average, over 400 gigabytes a month of download, which is twice the national average in the United States. Wow. Yeah, so um, it's uh, it's quite interesting. We're, um, we are uh, kind of a unique um, type of company in the telecom space. We're fully vertically integrated, and so we're both building technology and using that technology to operate a network. So okay. we're building hardware and software. We're building an operations model. Uh, we're doing customer support. Um, we're doing marketing. So everything is all in, in, in one company. Um, yeah, and that's, in our opinion, kind of one of the things that allows us to actually innovate in this space. You know, there's already a lot of companies obviously working on, you know, new, uh, new 5G technology and sure. figuring out how to get that going. Um, but kind of the big thing that keeps it from being deployed faster is the cost of bu building all that new technology right. and buying it and deploying it. Right. So by putting it all together in one company, we're really iterating on the cost structure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so you're building the actual radio technology as well as uh, as the, the network, or what technology are you involved in? Yeah, so um, the radio stack actually comes from vendors like Qualcomm, so okay. you can buy um, these mass-produced chips now. Yeah. Uh, and so we work uh, with Qualcomm, with other chip vendors like NXP, mm -hmm. and we put them all together into a single encl outdoor enclosure so we can basically mount 
that on homes, apartment buildings, other commercial roof spaces. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So um, definitely, uh, you know, building custom silicon is a, is a really, really big project. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for us, uh, kind of, we're always looking for the best kind of the sweet spot in terms of price performance and using uh, high volume chips from Qualcomm is definitely the way to go. Um, now from there, uh, all of the kind of layer three and up routing stack is all our own custom. Okay. Uh, and it's, um, it's kind of, one of the innovations there is actually switch networks from being a tree-shaped model to being a graph-shaped model. And so with the tree, which is kind of what almost everybody has, what happens is you kind of um, have these really important aggregation nodes and um, you kind of create this tree structure down into the neighborhood and get everybody internet. Yeah. The problem with that is if any single kind of branch of that tree has a problem, hardware, you know, operations, that it entire branch, down. yeah, is all yeah. offline. Mm -hmm. um, and so what happens then is you, um, the operators typically buy more and more expensive equipment to try to make sure that that never happens, right? Now, I try think these days- Try to create redundancies and exactly. all kinds of stuff. And that costs a lot of money. Sure, because so none of this hardware is particularly inexpensive when it oh comes no, to the network side it's of things. <laughs> it's, it's very expensive. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, for um, for that type of model, um, you know, well, first, it's expensive, but second, things fail anyways, mm -hmm. right? I mean, and I don't know about your internet at home, but, you know, if, depending on who you're with, I'm sure you've had some problems in the past. Yes. Uh, because it's not a matter of if hardware will fail, it's really a matter when. of when, right? Yeah. And that happens for everything, whether yeah. it's your phone, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. So, for us, we've changed the network shape to be a graph, and that means that um, having uh, homes connect back to you know fiber lines and things to get them on the internet, but also having them connect to each other. So there's no single point of failure okay. in the entire network. And we usually and we pull um, up to a dozen fiber lines into the neighborhood. And so that means even if the fiber line uh, a fiber line gets cut, the network can actually move you over to another fiber line because you still have multiple paths automatically. Everything's run in software, uh, so I don't have yeah. to wake up at 2 a.m. and try to fix anything, right. the software is always fixing right. it and optimizing the network uh, all the time. It's good to hear. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, you, so you don't get that, that panic message. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah. this whole customer area is down. That's right. We try to avoid Nobody that as much as that. possible because actually that's another major area of expense for mm -hmm. operators, right? If, if something's wrong in your neighborhood and something's broken, You've got 100 ang angry customers calling all at once. Right. And what that means is they have to kind of switch into emergency mode mm -hmm. and then roll, you know, uh, technicians and trucks in the neighborhood to try to figure out what's going on. And emergency technicians at 2 a.m. are never inexpensive. They are very expensive. And, and then you have the angry people. And uh -huh. you're still angry. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <So> angry. <laughs> it's all just reactive, right? Yeah. External, internal. Everybody's angry. Everybody's angry. Uh, I mean, Because you're I like, I can't believe this happened. And, yeah. uh, and I, I can't believe I have to do this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah pe people expect internet to just work now. Right. Yeah. It's like electricity or water. Yeah. And once internet's broken, everyone's like, uh, yeah. what do I do? Your phone doesn't work. Your iPad doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> operate anymore. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's a, it's a critical piece of modern life. And, you know, actually, uh, what we've seen also is folks um, that are currently on slower internet, so 3G or 4G or, e or DSL <laughs> technology at home, um, these Oof. days as internet has moved on, it almost feels like the internet is broken, mm. right? So if you're on a slow DSL line, you can't really stream video, you can't watch Netflix in HD, you can't watch Twitch, you know, everything yeah. is really, yeah, really slow. Yeah, you can't watch us. <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, <laughs> probably. You can't do video chat, I mean, everything just kind of breaks down. And yeah. the bandwidth usage we see has been increasing year over year. Um, and so 
kind of we really need to get people onto next generation technology so they can actually experience all this great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In fairness, that bandwidth increase year over year, we might be contributing oh, to yeah. that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But that's all good, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, new con it's what people want. Yeah. Yeah. We, you <laughs> you got to give the people what they want. We definitely use a lot of bandwidth ourselves. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've probably contributed a little bit to the problems here. <laughs> well, if it's not, you know, plug hits, it's, it's, uh, it's Netflix or yeah. it's... Amazon Prime Video, or you know, right. I think there's no stopping people from moving to streaming services now. Sure, so that's Definitely. just going to happen. It's just audio, how video, yeah, yeah. There's everything is big. Uh, Project X Cloud for Microsoft, for yeah. video games, yeah, low latency gaming. Ev everything yeah. is going that way, and that's right. And that that bandwidth and the low ping rate and all of that stuff is important for all of these big platforms. Yeah, and a lot of the things that we're seeing here at the conference actually um, also contribute to upload bandwidth as well. So whether it's like a Nest like drop cam type of like video camera or some sort of sensor system, um, that's actually changing the shift of bandwidth usage as well. Um, you know, typically what we see on our network is people will come home from work and they start watching videos and stuff. So you see the little spike. But actually, if you have something like a Nest camera at your home, that's actually a continuous right. upload stream, right? And so we see that on the network all the time. And so that's actually fundamentally changing the way uh, we have to plan for networks. And actually just in, at the end of the day, meaning we have to build more capacity into the network. Sure. And um, doing that last mile from a fiber line, which has almost unlimited capacity, to getting it through the neighborhood to your house and then to your devices is really where the bottleneck is, mm -hmm. you know, at, at least for the most part these right. days. Yeah. Yeah, because with fiber, it's just about the encoding method. Yeah, that's it's right. And and you can. It's you the speed of light. You yeah. do, you're not worried about anything. <laughs> that's it all right. comes down to how we encode the data onto it. That's <laughs> right. A single <laughs> strand of fiber can actually carry hundreds of gigabits yeah. of data in both directions, so right? So crazy. And it's tiny, tiny, like the, the, you know, the width of a human hair. You can't even see it. <laughs> so you are our second forum tag. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> so it's hard for, it makes it harder for us to gauge where you are in the process here. So oh, okay. where are alphas and betas are easy to figure out. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. So, so where are you in the process on this? Uh, yeah, so um, actually I didn't realize there was a difference in the tags or uh -huh. that it signified something. Um, oh, yeah. So let's see, we, uh, you know, we, we've been around for three years. Okay. Um, we closed our Series B at the end of last summer with General Catalyst. Okay. Great investors, by the way. So if you're ever looking for capital, great folks to work with. Um, and uh, we've been developing the technology and we've been deploying it now for about two years. And so it's actually live. We have uh, customers in two areas in the San Francisco Bay Area, okay. kind okay. of in Alameda, which is over by Oakland, and then mm -hmm. down in another suburb called Santa Clara, which is just outside San Jose. Mm -hmm. And so we've been serving live customers 24-7, and that's been a, well, that's been a journey also. <laughs> I can um, imagine. Yeah, we have a team of about 70 people uh, wow. in San Francisco and mm -hmm. growing. Um, yeah, and uh and we hope to expand the service to beyond the Bay Area. So we're growing in the Bay Area, and we're hoping to also to launch new markets as well. So try to get everybody faster in it. Very cool. Uh, if people want to find out more about uh, your company, your product, and uh, what you guys are up to, how can they get that? Oh, yeah. Just uh, go to common.net, um, and you can check out our website. It's got all the information about the technology we use, the service we provide. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, unless you live in the Bay Area, you can't really get it right now. But that's something that we hope to work on. Sure. Definitely. Common.net. I imagine that was not an easy domain to get your hands on. Uh, we had to we had to buy it, but actually, it wasn't <laughs> as expensive as you might think. Okay. Um, you know, 
So it works well, that's itself good to out. hear at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming and talking to us today. Yeah, it's great to meet Thank you. Thank you so much. You too. Thank and you. And have a good rest of the show. Great. Thanks.